Hi, this is Tony. I've got the pleasure of talking to Sol Abram, the Chief Executive for Retail at Old Mutual Insurance. Sol, thank you very much for um, talking to me this morning. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Yeah, pleasure being here. Great. Sol, we, we're talking on the back of your presentation at the FIA, um, uh, the Broker Summit or Advice Summit. And um, specifically, I mean, it's a big issue at the moment. We're talking about insurance um, fraud and the rise of insurance fraud and the challenges that comes with it. But I think just for clarity, maybe just to uh, um, clear the issue, what do we mean when we talk about insurance fraud? What does that include? Yeah, I mean, Tony, it's not a... Uh, it's not something that we can define quite clearly, but I suppose uh, let's try and use layman's terms. Um, it's an intentional kind of uh, misleading of an insurance company, um, you know, for financial gain is probably the widest I can define it. Um, um, maybe even more simpler is when it when when the claimant, the customer, is very well aware that the the item they're claiming for. Uh, was not insured or uh, is not an insurance event, but they're attempting to claim it from the insurer. Uh, maybe it's a, a simpler way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, why why are we seeing a rise in insurance fraud? Is it um, because, you know, insurance fraud has always been around and we've always had some spikes in it and then it goes back to normal. Why do people think that, there's a rise in insurance fraud specifically. Yeah, um, valid comment that it's always been around and there's always cycles. And I think that's that's where the, the answer lies in is that it's that that's the time of the cycle again, right? So mm -hmm. every time the economy goes through a difficult time, uh, globally and locally now, as you know, the economy uh, economies are are really in a difficult place, right? So uh, that's what's leading to it. We see crime increase. You know your robberies, um, your hijackings. I think there's a lot of um, um, news out there around the theft of vehicles and specific type of vehicle. It's gone really through the roof. Um, a lot of insurance companies have taken action. And similarly, like crime going up, we see fraud going up. As soon as disposable income comes under pressure, um, um, especially because interest rates go up, inflation. You know the the the, the popular word now is. A cost of living crisis in Europe and in 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 America and in Africa, um, the cost of living crisis means there's less money to in a person's bank account, and then, you know, um, the behavior of customers start changing. And then, I mean, what does this mean for the insurance industry? What are the repercussions and specifically the risks that the industry will face um, if we don't manage this properly? Yeah. Um, look, the the net effect is that insurance companies need to spend more time, more effort, trying to weed out fraud. There isn't an easy way for us to weed out fraud. It's not like I can say, uh, sit with my claims team and say that phone call, that customer. We don't have that type of sophisticated um, fraud models globally. It doesn't exist, right? So what it means is one, the customer experience suffers a little bit because you know one bad or 10 bad apples mean that i have to treat all 100 customers that are claiming with mm. a certain amount of suspicion which is not something uh, a company like all mutual insure takes lightly we you know we're the oldest short-term insurer in the in the country and 
you know, we pride ourselves in in working with our brokers to settle claims as fast as possible. Um, but obviously, now there's this additional pressure um, on us because of fraud. The so customer experience being one. The second aspect is that if we don't do this, um, your your claims ratios go out of line, which means that your good and your bad customers start paying more for insurance. Right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, um, premium is very much related to the amount of claims you have. Right? Be it fraud or not fraud, ultimately it goes back to premium. So it's this fine balance between um, coming across um, as 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 respectable as possible during a claims process uh, versus paying too many fraudulent claims. And I guess we are fortunate in that we have the um, majority of our business in all mutual insure is through um, our trusted broker partnerships. Right. So mm-hmm. we're fortunate that we have a broker between um, we have a broker between the customer and us, um, but. Um, which means that uh, you know we 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 naturally weed out a lot of the bad claims, but mm. we're still seeing an increase in claims. I mean, if I give you some some numbers, Tony, we've seen probably a thirty to forty percent increase in fraudulent activity, um, mm. um, and 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 just latching on to why that's happening, Tony, technology, right? So we've all heard about ChatGPT and generative AI and the fourth industrial revolution and the data world that's coming. Criminals are using that to make what previously would have been quite easy to identify as a fraudulent claim um, almost impossible to identify um, right now. So that's that's mm-hmm. making our lives harder. We're spending more time and more money trying to find the fraudulent claims. We've got to be as mm-hmm. as clever as the criminals. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that means that you know your the clients need to understand that when they commit that fraud, it does not only affect the insurance company. It affects all the other clients of the insurance company in some way or another. And it's probably an important message to make sure that they have. You know, you're not stealing from a bank. Um, you yeah. know, you st- when you steal from the bank, you're stealing other people's money um, mm. that is held there. And the same at an insurance company, you know. I yeah. think it's an important thing. But just um, looking at it from the perpetrator's perspective, what is the effect on the perpetrator if they get caught? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're we're bound to report these events, uh, fraudulent activities, to all the relevant authorities, and that largely or, or often leads to being blacklisted and all the consequences that come with that. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's important for you know uh, brokers and customers to understand that we are. It's not a choice that we have. You know, we're a large financial institution that is required to report these things to the, all the authorities involved. And yeah, the consequences are, de- are dire. You, you know, from from your bank account being impacted, your credit score being impacted, to not being insurable, uh, not being able to get loans. Um, you know, all those normal consequences um, of of criminal activity. This is ultimately criminal activity. Um, um, are the consequences? Yeah, yeah. Now, the big question then is, how do we counter this? You know, where does the responsibility lie to mm-hmm. to try and limit the um, fraudulent events? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I alluded to it earlier. We are so thankful for the brokers that are between us and the customer and that already give us as a layer of protection. But with this technology enhancement that I spoke about, you know, um, they are getting past the broker and getting to us. So... 
what do we do? Well, one, we've got to work together. There's lots of bodies in, in, in the insurance industry that work together to prevent crime and fraud. So that's, you know, we're we're working even harder with those entities. But internally as a all, all mutual, we're changing our processes. Um, you know, it's not an overnight change, Tony. It's slow and, and steady. Um, we're bringing in um, already, uh, we're on our third version of our fraud model. So as a claim comes in, we have an active fraud model in the background that looks at who is this individual that's claiming and what is the likelihood of fraud being uh, committed by this individual. And I know it sounds all weird and strange to talk about, but that's just the if, if criminals are using advanced methodologies of um, AI and generative AI, we've got to go there, right? So mm -hmm. we're using advanced analytics. Um, through every stage of the claim, we're hitting this 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 fraud model to say, with this new information that we've now gathered two days into the claim, is this what's the likelihood of this claim being a fraud, fraudulent claim? What's the likelihood of this person committing a fraudulent claim? And we have a scoring system, and that scoring system um, puts out a score, which then our special investigations unit, um, SIU as we call it, uh, picks it up and starts an investigation if they think it's needed. Right, so it's it's um, the AI world or the um, working together with the human. Um, world of SIU to try and investigate uh, and, and prevent fraud. The other big change that we are slowly making is we're insisting on talking to the customer more because you can create a fantastic set of documentation mm -hmm. via uh, advanced uh, advanced um, you know AI um, to to make this claim look almost perfectly legitimate. But what you can't do is, um, you know, on the phone, we can ask you a few questions. And that often, you know, it's the old school method again, Tony, um, of just talking to the customer and making sure everything they say is consistent and, and that the, what's on the documentation, they can repeat on, 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 on a call. And what we've, we've partnered with a European company that has given us voice analytics capability. So while I'm talking to you, the, there's AI that is analyzing the responses to the questions to understand if there's deception, mm -hmm. right? That, so the technology is quite early uh, in its kind of journey to where I think it will end in three to five years, Tony. I think this technology will be very powerful, but we're using it and we have had some early successes where, you know, the documentation and the answers the person has provided is largely consistent. But then when you analyze the, the uh, deception uh, they call it deception. The deception indicator on the call is high. And when SIU get involved, we've had success in seeing that this is actually a syndicate, you know, and this is one of the individuals in the syndicate who are very well trained to mislead your claims technician and your SIU team, but they can't get past the uh, deception indicator on the voice analytics. Yeah. Um, so those are some of the things. So if I summarize, one is a fraud model based on advanced analytics. Uh, and AI capabilities. Two is old school. Let's just talk to the customer and make sure it's a legitimate claim. And three, we're doing voice analytics um, to see if there's deception in the claim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it's quite a, a bit of um, effort, but um, mostly necessary. I think the, the just in closing, so I mean, obviously the fraud will also impact the broker and his book. Um, and his standing, et cetera. So do you have any specific tips for them in terms of what they should be doing or could be doing? Yeah, I mean, look, we, 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 
I said it before, we're very thankful for the role the brokers play in limiting stuff, right? We've got fantastic brokers between us and the customer. But I think one message to the brokers is um, the technology is enabling criminals and we mustn't underestimate it, right? Um, but what I think the broker can do is, again, nothing new, Tony, um, talking to the customer, making sure that the story is consistent, um, that you understand what the customer's current financial situation is uh, as brokers to make sure that there's not embellishment of the claim. You know, suddenly it's three cell phones that got stolen, not one uh, mm -hmm. when there was a robbery, that kind of thing, right? And then, you know, just the normal practice, is the claim, claim late reported? Yes or no? Uh, if it is, you should just, you know, keep an eye out on why is this claim 20 days late, right? Um, should have been reported within the first day. Um, um, is there any inconsistencies in the stories that um, uh, around the claim. Um, and then being transparent to the insurance company. Ultimately, you know, we rely on our brokers and our customers to give us information that allows us to uh, make a decision on the validity of the claim. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't had an experience or an event where the broker was aware of the fraud happening. We've uh, almost all of the cases, I can say, is where both the insurance company and the broker were um, they got the better of us, you know, and thankfully our SIU team caught the fraud or the fraud model caught the fraud. So it's the basics, Tony. Just make sure you keep an eye out on anything that looks suspicious so that uh, you can feed back that information to the insurer. And also you can question the customer to say, why well, why is this 20 days later? Why is the story not consistent? Um, yeah. And we'll send out some comms, Tony, to our brokers around how they can assist in making sure um, claims are not um you know, getting through the net that shouldn't be getting through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bottom line is the better we do this, the better it is for all clients. So, yeah, well done on all the efforts that's being put in to combat fraud. So, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for your time. It was um, great chatting to you and, yeah, especially on such an interesting topic. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Absolute pleasure.